Good evening, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to The Story Podcast. Today, I have on a super awesome guest, Mr. Genius. Hey, bro. What's up? Genius is an independent rap artist from Harrisburg, PA. Genius has been making music since the age of 14 and has continued to create and pursue his dreams, realizing that he has an ability for lyrics. He has honed in his skills and worked at his craft. He's performed locally at many different venues, open mics, and showcases. Genius has grown over the years. He has... And oh, he has independently released two mixtapes online via SoundCloud and has released several music videos over his career. His goals are to be heard globally and to tour the world. You can find Genius on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Spotify. All those links are in the description. Genius, how are you doing today? Chilling, bro. I think it's interesting hearing my like roll out like that. It's like, bro, that's just how man conceited. Like it just. <laughs> it does. It's half the battle, right? Writing of writing a bio. It's like, oh, do I sound like a. Uh, Full of myself, or yeah. am I just listing my achievements? Right? Yeah, I I think I'm too humble. So it's like I hear it. I'm like, uh, like who's this guy I think he is? But but yeah, 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 I hear you, bro. So you started at age 14. Was there anything that preceded that, or was that just at age 14? You're like, oh, I want to rap now. I feel like I was always like bad at everything. <laughs> like I was never a talented kid at nothing. And like, uh, homie and my uh, how do I put this? Homie Zaywap, he in the studio right now. We uh, he was the only guy I knew who could like rap or whatever. We just like hanging out, and he kind of just put me onto it and deciphering this stuff. And I tried it, thought I was kind of good, and I kept doing it. And then I realized I had a talent for it. And again, I was never a talented kid, so it just it was finally something I was like, nah, I can do this, and just stuck with me. And I ain't really stopped doing it yet. So when was the first time you ever uh, made an album or a, a song? Probably fourteen. Like I, I used to um I had a um a friend. I had a lot of friends who did like a lot of different stuff at the time. Like a lot of different like learning about the internet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um what I would do was I didn't have like a computer or anything, so I would go to my friend's house and he would have like Wi Fi and computers and stuff that I just didn't have and we would um look up new popular songs at the time. And um I would cover the songs, basically. So instead of, like, I would do remixes. So instead mm-hmm. of, like, me writing my own song, I was just like, oh, that's the new song. I, I would just write my verse to the instrumental. And I uploaded it to YouTube, and I did it for, like, a year. I mean, I don't even remember when I wrote my first original song. I just know I did that for, like, a year. Like, I didn't get into a studio or anything until, like, 15. Did you find any success on YouTube with that? Not at all. I actually think I spelled my name wrong in a couple of the videos. <laughs> yeah, like, because I'm just stupid like that. Like, instead of G-E-N... I U Z was G E N U I Z. I just I don't know what I I was just in a rush. I guess I was, I was just being dumb. I, I it's so funny, but so no, I never uh, found any success. Like I mean, I kept doing it, but I just you know I never really went anywhere with it to be honest. So where do you go from there? Do you start uh, producing your own music? You start performing live? Uh, I'm trying to. It's so, it's so funny because I gotta think of the timeline of it all. Like again, this is like eleven plus years ago. So I did that for a long time. I uh, I remember I found this like contest called like Hot Sixteen. Who's the next? I don't know. Who's the next hot rapper or something like that? Like just like contesting in North Carolina at the time, and I was staying with my grandma, and um, it was just like think of like American Idol, but like for rappers basically. So I uh, I remember like I was telling my family about it, and I was like a nerd, so like they didn't really think I was like like a rapper or something like that. So when I told them about it, they were kind of like dismissive, you know, but they. Decided to take me out there and like, I went to like this hotel, 
and like in the hotel lobby it was like a line like just think of what rappers looked like 10 years ago that's just a line of them you know what i mean and then like i'm just like the youngest kid there and um we had to like freestyle for him for like a judge and i freestyled and I, it was kind of like, again, with American Idol, he gives you, like, a packet, basically. And it's like, yo, you go to the next round, basically. And I got the packet, and my family was just kind of, like, surprised, you know. And then it was, like, step two. And it was like, all right, step two was, like, make a song or do something like that. And I never actually was in the studio and made a song before. And I had, like, make a song and perform it next week at a different hotel or something. I did that, and then I was, like, literally, like, number two of the whole, like, contest or something like that. Like, so it was just crazy. Like, I was just excelling, like, excelling. And they were just so surprised, and it was so funny. And, uh, and I think that's what kind of put my family on game to it. And at that time, as I'm getting older, I'm, I'm like, meeting other people and other artists, and I'm trying to, like, collab with them and get in the studio. And then, like, um, so from there, kind of, like, finally, by the time, like, two years in, I finally, my grandmother gave me, like, three or $400. And I'm um, so grateful because I never had any, like, that's the only time I can really think of somebody actually gave me anything for mm-hmm. my career. And um, I bought my first pieces of equipment, so like my microphone and like my um, interface and my headphones and stuff that I wasn't even familiar with at the time. And um, we just start recording in my uh, basement at my mom's house. And like that's when it really started because then we had somewhere to, even if it was the most minimalistic setup, we really had somewhere Something. to really like, yeah, set up shop. We put the couches in there and you know what I mean? And from years, bro, it took like five, six years. We just grew, grew it, you know, and worked on it. And people came and go. But it's interesting because I still hang with, like, the same, like, three, maybe three people who I kind of started that with. And, again, like, some of them, like, I'm not as close to or they do different things. But, like, some of them I'm still very close to because we started there and we kept moving up, you know. And even, like, I know you know Lodi. Like, even him, Mm -hmm. he was somebody who, like, came around at that time when we were doing that. And we just started, like, recording out the basement. And I don't know. From there, just it's a whole timeline. So, yeah, but, like, that's, like, kind of, like, the beginning of it for me. Keep going with that timeline. What happens there? Do you do you, uh, gain a following? Do you get uh, you start getting people in there to start recording? Do you start making a business out of it? Man, we we tried so many things and felt so many. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. I this ain't even like even at this stage now. This is not the success story stage. I'm still there, and I and I'm, I'll admit to that. Like we've done it all, bro. We tried recording people at the crib. We uh. For free, then we started charging people. Then we uh, I'm trying to think, bro. Like we had so many different situations. Cause I mean, there was times where we didn't even have internet or whatever, so we would have to like, so and so's phone would be on. You know, like my mm-hmm. phone's paid. You know, hotspot. so so I would have yeah, hotspot or like we would download the beat on the phone, then put it on it. Cause this is like before everyone had iPhones. So, like you know, Androids are much more like, cap like interactive with like computers and desktops. So. It, we would we would have an Android, so we would download the music file on our phone, then we would plug it into the laptop, and then we would download the beat. So it was like we we got around every single situation. We didn't even have like speakers. We had like we would like when the song was done, we played it out the computer speaker, which wasn't great, but it was what it was. Right, of course. I, I remember uh, <laughs> we had this uh, like kind of like you have the different screens. We had a TV, and we had the HDMI hooked up to the TV. And it was real cool. And then, like, a month later, something happened. So it was, like, my mom's boyfriend's TV. And they broke up. So they took the TV. So they <laughs> didn't have the TV anymore. And it was just, like, stuff like that. I mean, bro, there was so many, like, different alterations to what that basement looked like. And we got new couches. And anytime we got new furniture upstairs, we would take the old furniture yep. and then put it downstairs. And so we would get new couches. And, um, excuse me. And, um, 
I mean, we had a little, like we had like Tupac posters. Like it was real, like just the most studio is studio you can think of is how we were. And I mean, bro, it was really like a real out the mud project. And I don't even think about it half the time, but how much we were relentless. Like we get off of school two forty five every day. By three o'clock, we're all in the basement. Six, seven of us trying to like, and it was we weren't even all rappers. Like it was like it might have been two, three of us were artists, and it was like so and so had a girlfriend, and so and so was the mm-hmm. homie who didn't rap, and they were and but they were everybody was just comfortable. You know what I mean? It was just it was ritual to go in um like Gina's house and make music, and that was like how we functioned for years, and. It's in a lot of ways, I feel like I've lost that. In a lot of ways, we didn't. But um, that's a different situation. But I feel like it, we, we, after years of doing that, we kind of shied away from self-recordings and realized, yeah, we kind of sucked as far as like engineers. Like we just weren't great engineers. And there's a, there's a way to go about it to become better, but we just didn't feel like doing that. Mm-hmm. So we decided to put all our money in like now because now we're graduating high school. We're 18 now. We're just going to work. And then we're just going to start going to the studio. And so instead of like, you know what I mean? We just was like, all right, forget that part of the engineering situation. We're just going to get paychecks. And every weekend we're going to hit the studio with the paycheck. And that's what we kind of kept that up for the last like five, six years doing that. Finding different studios to record at. And um, yeah, man, I mean, it's still, we're still doing that to this day. Like, <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, really. So you went, But you went to school for audio engineering. No. No? No, I've never been to school audio engineer i thought about it and i was like i don't care. oh you thought about it okay i was like yeah you know i went to like you know hack yeah yeah, yeah. i went to hack it's like i'm not gonna hack for it wasn't even anything musically related it's so funny i went to hack for like um psychiatry or something like that like psychology yeah and i like sleep half the time and then it did so i was just like you know maybe school isn't it and i just left school like two months later and didn't go back fair enough man it's it's tell you I almost dropped out of school too. Yeah, it's it's too much almost. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't for me, man. So, what's your songwriting process like? What inspires you to write music or to write uh, lyrics? I'd be broke, man. I'd be broke as broke as a joke, bro. And I'd be like, damn, bro. Maybe if I you ever just like come across an Instagram rapper or something, they just have like money and jewelry. You'd be like, that's pretty cool, man. I, I want I want those things. I'm like, well, I can rap, so I'm as well keep doing that, and then you know, then the song come out, you know. It, and I mean, I'm being funny about it, but I mean, it's, I've had some prolific times in my life where I've like, I've just been like, crazily inspired. Like somebody would say like a word to me, and I write a song based off that word. But then sometimes, bro, you can't wait for that inspiration. You just gotta keep working. So I just get up and I just, you know what I mean, find a beat and just do what I do best. So. What do you think is one of your favorite songs you've ever made so far? Probably my song, Everything. It's probably one of my favorites, like, right now. Tell me about it. Everything is just, like, it's one of those moments where I feel like, like I said, like, it. I remember I ran into someone at, like, a bar or something. And, um, yeah, it was at a bar. And she was just, like, she said, literally said the sentence to me. She said, um, I don't know the context. She was, like, you deserve everything you've ever wanted. And I don't know why that just, like, you know, I went home. Usually when I go home after the bar, I just go to sleep and, like, regret my life and everything. But, like, <laughs> yeah. but it was just, like, I went home at, like, 2 in the morning and I just, like, stayed up to, like, 4, 5, finished the song. Then the next night, like, I went to sleep, woke up. Maybe, I don't know if I had to work or not, my day job or not. But then, like, that night I went to record it. 
You know what I mean? So it was just like a two-day process. Then I, I sent them that song. Three, four o'clock in the morning that same day after I finished recording it, the rough draft of the song. So it was like, if it was, I saw them Saturday night, Monday, three, four in the morning, I sent them the finished song. And it was just like something that really just touched me. And I don't think they know how much that like meant to me because they probably, you know, probably because you were saying something. Yeah, but like it, it really did for some reason. And I don't know, it just put a fire in me. And that's one of my favorite songs. We had that song here. You want to play it? You want to spin it? Yeah, man, why not? This is Everything by Genius. Everything by genius. So you tell you tell me about having having this day job and then going right to the studio. How do you balance that out? What what's the what's the what's the thing there? Before, before I answer that, I just want to say like as a person who listens to radio, like my whole life, I always wanted to know like when they do the interviews, what actually happens when they cut between the music. Yeah. <laughs> and I actually experienced it. I'm like, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> it is. It, yeah, it's, 
<laughs> for for those who want to know, uh, whenever I play a song, and granted, you can see the the you can see us talking, so you kind of know like what we're talking about. But what we're talking about always differs. It it's always like okay, what's the next question or whatever. And then um th- this time it just happened to me. Oh, this guy's starting a podcast. We're gonna talk about that for a little bit. And then oh, well, the song's over. Here we go. That's hilarious, bro. But I'm sorry. What was your question? No, nah, that's good. You, you you said uh you have so you would work. Go to the studio. Work. Go to the studio. How do you yeah. balance that out? What's the uh, end end goal for that? Is the end goal to drop the work in full time studio or? Bro, I would never work a day job again if I could. I'm being <laughs> really two. real with you, bro. I work two jobs. I would never work again. Like I'm talking, never even lift a finger again if I could, just because I've I've I've, I've done it, bro. I'm blue collared out. You feel me? Like I've done that my whole life. No, I'm with you. <clears throat> and like. <laughs> it's a dub, bro. <laughs> it's big dub. Um, it, it's it's a balancing act that you really have to. Uh, now I'm really hearing myself. I'm mad far from the mic. It's a balancing act you really have to like figure out because you can get caught up in one or the other. And I feel like a lot of times I wasn't caught up in the one I wanted to be caught in. I was too caught up in the work and I was too caught up in like just the grind, the daily. You know what I mean? Wake up, get Keep your coffee, bag. go to work. Right. Yeah, all that, all that BS and like. You know, and then I get too tired to write music or whatever the situation was. But, you know, I'm trying to get back to my youth of like, like I said, just being in the studio all the time and just creating. Because I feel like I, I get better results when I do that. I've lived a happier life doing that than mm-hmm. doing the latter. And it's just, I don't know, man. I feel like every time I'm like in a studio or I'm doing something or I'm in an interview or I'm performing, I feel like I'm like late, bro. Like I'm supposed to be doing that, like. It's this feeling I get that I don't get doing nothing else that I'm like, nah, this is it. Like, it's just, it resonates with me. And I've never felt like that with anything else in my life, ever. No, I'm with you there. It, it was the hardest thing. I don't, I don't know what your day job was, but uh, or is, mm. but mine, back in the day at least, I have a way better day job now. Mm. But it was, uh, I, I used to work for a sandblasting company. Mm. And one of the things that they always had me doing was, uh, you know, you know, grit, right? You know what grit is? It's uh, ground up iron. And whenever they would, that's what they would use to clean out like the water towers or whatever. Okay, yeah. And uh, whenever it got wet, it would consolidate into like actual rock. Mm-hmm. And so you had somebody had to break that rock. And guess whose job it was to break that rock? He was breaking rocks. It was me breaking rocks with the sledgehammer and like a pickaxe and all that jazz. Geo do use rock smash. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, bro. I wish I had a Pokemon, man. Um, but yeah, that's exactly what, that's what I had to do for, uh, in 90 degree weather. And I said, yeah, not me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, bro. That's not anymore. I've, I've been there, bro. Don't even, yeah, I used to, I've, I've been through it all, bro. I just had to walk an hour to get to work in the snow. Do 12 really? hours. Yeah. Work an hour back. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've done it, bro. I've, I've been there, done that. I already know. Like, trust that's me. crazy. Like <clears throat> you could hear it in the music half the time when I'd be like, why do you talk about this or the struggle? I'm like, cause. I don't know what else to rap about, bro. I ain't got nothing else to talk about. Like it, it just be that for the most part. Uh, it's tragedy breeds inspiration, right? I'm yeah, like I'm not really one of them super creative people, bro. And I'll be really honest with you, like I'm creative, but I'm not really like a real artsy dude, bro. I I, I give it to people who really are. I'm not. I, I just talk about my life and I just do it over beats and hope it sounds nice. Like I don't I don't I can't sing. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just my I'm really a writer, you know what I'm saying? So it's just how I feel, but, like, what I write, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> Who do you think has influenced you the most? 
in like a musical sense or musical like, sense lyrically <sighs> oh that's a tough one the most that's it is that's really hard because everybody influences me every right. day i have a new favorite rapper every week you know that kind of thing um like for instance i gave you my favorite rapper of the week right now like core i don't know if you know core is from philly but like he's like my rapper of the week right now bro he's just really like He's really melodic. He's really t- talking his truth. You know, he it, it, it gets to the point, and what, which I like. I feel like sometimes things can just take too long to, you know, he's really concise. And, like, so, like, it, he's my most inspirational right now. You know what I'm saying? That that really resonates with me, you know. And I'm, I'm a person of now. I, I can You're only work. Yeah. No, fair enough. I'm with sure. you there. Uh, it, in fact, I'd argue that if your inspirations don't change on a regular basis, you're kind of still. Yeah, static. Nothing's wrong with being static. I mean, no. I mean, I, I, I like to move emotion. I like to move uh, urgency. I'm very big on that right now. Like I have to make the most of my day and the most of my time. You know, and um, like that's real big for me. And when I don't, I feel bad about it. But when I leave out of here, it's like I got, I got like three, four things I got to attend to. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I feel like constantly too. You know, and if I don't check my list, uh. I feel negative, hmm. and I don't know if I should feel negative, but that's that's me. Well, it's good that you're organized. I wouldn't say organized, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, but the list the, the list is there. I just gotta check it, bro. And I and sometimes the issue is I don't I forget the list exists, but it's like but I know I got stuff to do. Hmm. Like I forget right now what I gotta do, but I know I got something to do when I get up out of here. That's just very important to me. What do you think about the future for you? <sighs> Um, future is bright, man. Future is bright. I I feel like I can be. My career is in such a weird place for me sometimes, but like even just being here, it's like all right, I'm doing something. You know, whatever the situation may be, I'm I'm creating something that gets someone attention enough to to even watch this or listen to it, or for you to have me on here. Um, I try to be positive. I feel like I've been doing this for so long. Like, I've been rapping for, give or take, like, 11 years at this point. Yeah, I feel like I got another 11 in me before I'm mm. a guy. That's not it, you know? And I really mean that. Like, I really, really mean that because I'm not one of those. Like, I'm 25, and I feel like a lot of times you hear, that like, you know, if you're 30, you can't do this. I don't know why 30 is always the, the number for some reason, it's always, but it's always 30. But it's like, if you're 30, you can't do this. And I'm like, I don't, what? Who? I don't care. Yeah, like, who who made you? Like, I don't, I don't get that. I don't even know where that's from, bro. Like, I'm doing it until I feel like I can't do it no more because I, I told you before, bro. I feel like this is all I'm good at. So why would I stop what I'm not? Why would I stop what I'm good at to make? What? No, I got time for that, bro. Don't so. stop what you're passionate about either. Yeah, man. Like this is this is me. This is it, bro. I, I really I'm extremely passionate about this. Any like any other time you catch me, I'm doing something, bro. I'm real like lackadaisical about it. Like I'm chill. Like I'm, I'm like I'd rather be doing something else. That's how my attitude is about everything. So when it comes to this, I'm I'm all in, bro. I'm hundred percent all in, um, and that's for everything. That's why I get in a lot of arguments with like a lot of my friends. Like I think when I told you earlier, like I'm not in the group with a lot of my my friend my peers, cause like I'm not in the group with them because we all have different ideas and different directions about things, and it's just a little frustrating because I get extremely passionate about what I think they should be doing, and then they. It's not even that they're, and this they're not even equally passionate about doing left. Like if I'm saying go right, they're not even equally passionate about going left. They just want to go left. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, why? And they're like, I just want to go left, and it just irritates me because I feel like I'm giving them a, 
a three page a three page essay on why you should go right and they're just like nah man left i'm like all right bro whatever and it's just and it's just all bad and it's just you can't even i can give you like i could be here all day talking about how i felt like we should have done this or we should have done that and they just don't do it it's just like all right bro i can't i can't hang with y'all right now i need to leave you know what i'm saying like it's just i'm like that when it comes to music no that's totally and that's totally acceptable too you gotta find your boundaries, right? Within yeah, yeah, your yeah. own friend group. Tell me, uh, you you said you've worked with many artists. Who's who do you think has been one of your favorite artists to work with so far? Um, favorite. Um, or most enjoyable. Damn, that's like who do I throw under the bus? Like that I really worked <laughs> with. Yeah. I'm gonna say Drew, cause, cause you know what, cause Drew just being in the steward, bro, really put me on, and um, I appreciated that more than he know, just because I feel like he he created a great environment for us to be in. You know what I mean? No, that's and Drew Drew's the main guy who mixes all your stuff, right? Yes, yes. Shout out Drew. Shout out Drew Terrell, bro. So. We have another one of your songs. We have Often. Ah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I love Often. Tell me about it. What's the what's the what's the message? Why why how was it written? I think I was like finishing a project, and I was like, "Damn, I need like one more song." And I think it was literally like that. And I was like, and I just heard the beat, and it just was like super like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost like not radio, but like it had the right amount of um. I don't know appeal like it had a single sound mm. to it even though it didn't come out as a single it just had that sound that I needed it to have so I just it, it just wrote itself with some of the best songs do honestly truthfully so and this was part of the your bigger album right yeah my last project go for broke came out like last year I think I was just kind of like finishing like my SoundCloud era I feel like I got I, I came to like the new streaming platforms really late for whatever reason I, I feel like I was kind of stagnant in my career for a while so just now I'm trying to double down on that, but but yeah, so it was kinda like the end of my SoundCloud career. And this is often by genius. Shit don't change too often. Niggas way too used to the losses. Had to find my mind, I'm exhausted. I've been trying to get by, make a profit. And it's any niggas gotta stay cautious. If they on bullshit, then we off it. My brody told me that it's a process. Just look at all the things you've accomplished. Shit don't change too often. Niggas way too used to the losses. Had to find my mind, I'm exhausted. I've been trying to get by, make a profit. And it's any niggas gotta stay cautious. If they on bullshit, then we off it. My brody told me that it's a process. Just look at all the things you've accomplished. Where do I start? Bus pass didn't have no car. All I wanted was to push button start. Write thoughts when things get dark. No scripts can play that part. I'm really trying to hit those charts. Girl, why you gotta act so smart? Play my songs, don't play with my heart. I was 14 when I hopped off the porch. Knew I had drive, I be moving like a push. Young lit nigga never needed me a torch. I know it was a start when I first left the stalk. I know I couldn't ball, I was never good at sports. Used to listen to that noise when he said the word is yours. They try to catch my nigga slipping at the corner store. Now a nigga moving different cause I gotta open doors. 
So where do I go? Malibu mansions for show. Little shorty be dancing for dough. Yeah, I like it. She look on the pole. Throw my money, I watch it all go. Come here, baby, go shake it some more. All alone when that money all gone. That's the game that we play. I suppose. Shit don't change too often. Niggas way too used to the losses. Had to find my mind. I'm I've been trying to get by, make a profit. In the city, niggas gotta stay cautious. If they on bullshit, then we off it. My brother told me that it's a process. Just look at all the things you've accomplished. Shit don't change too often. Niggas way too used to the losses. Had to find my mind, I was lost it. I've been trying to get by, make a profit. In the city, niggas gotta stay cautious. If they on bullshit, then we off it. My brother told me that it's a process. Just look at all the things you've accomplished. Where do I start? I guess I pick up where I left off. Rocket ships, yeah, nigga tryna lift off. I'm on my way like a nigga got the lift card. Got plans, me and my niggas tryna spit ball. Lead bands like the headliner called off. I ain't playing like these niggas turn the game off. I'm super saying these other niggas all born. Ignore the negative, sleeping on me like they took a sedative. I'm up late, late night like Letterman. I was trying to get it right, y'all get it mad. I ain't trying to ride your wave, I got different plans. I ain't on your stage, I got different fans. You know we trying to get paid, split dividends. Yeah, they try to make me cave, I ain't giving in. Yeah, it's back to the basis. We was working all night in the basement. We was cooking up something amazing. Never thought that we'd take it new places. Getting placements and making arrangements. Getting faded, but soon to be famous. It's a marathon, gotta just pace it. Work every day and I'm skipping vacation. Shit don't change too often. Niggas way too used to the losses. Had to find my mind, I was lost it. I've been trying to get by, make a profit. In the city, niggas gotta stay cautious. If they on bullshit, then we off it. My brother told me that it's a process. Just look at all the things you've accomplished. Shit don't change too often. Niggas way too used to the losses. Had to find my mind, I'm lost it. I've been trying to get by, make a profit. In the city, niggas gotta stay cautious. If they on bullshit, then we off it. My brother told me that it's a process. Just look at all the things you've accomplished. That's often from James. I like that record. And I don't even say that a lot, but I like that record. Uh, that's a good one. Thank you, bro. I, I've, I've enjoyed all these songs. Thank you, bro. You're from Harrisburg. Yes, yes. Yes, indeed. There's a lot of rappers from Harrisburg, I've heard. There is. There is. Talk to me about them. I love them, bro. And, I, and I'm just going to start it like that, because I feel like we get a lot of, like, <clears throat> there's a lot of, like, bad rap for some reason. Oh man, bad rap wasn't the word I meant. Because when I say bad rap, I don't mean like literally. I mean like like rap. You like know rap, rap yeah, 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 like there's a lot of like negative. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of negative connotation for that shit. And I, I'm sorry, and I'm just not a fan of that, bro. Like I love. I'm from Harrisburg. I ain't from nowhere else. I never been nowhere else. Like mm. I'm born and raised Harrisburg. So it's like, I'm I'm a proud Harrisburg rapper, and I really mean that, you know. And of course, I want to go global. I think that's all of our goals. But, right. But like. While we're in where we're at, I'm extremely supportive of people around me. Like, even the people I'm not friends with. You know what I mean? And I'm friends with a lot of artists. But it's like, even the ones I don't know. Like, I try to come to their shows or I listen to their albums. And I'm like, yo, this is great. And I, and I think the issue is, and, I, and this is tough for me. Like, I can show a friend a song. And I might say, like, oh, this is so-and-so from, from the city. And I feel like they won't like it because I said that. But if I kind of, like, if I don't say it, I'll just play it. They might like it. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah, it's a weird thing though. People are like that, and, and it's annoying for me because it sometimes I feel like if I wasn't a friend, like you know what I mean, would y'all even like my, you know, or would I just be a Harrisburg rapper to you in a negative light? So that's something I, I not I deal with, but I, you know I can think about sometimes. But like I said, bro, I'm I'm extremely supportive of like 
other artists around me, you know? Like, you'll always see me giving love to people. Isn't it the stupidest crap that whenever <laughs> you, when, whenever you play something and you don't mention it, oh, it's one of my friends, people yeah. are like, oh, that's sick. Who's yeah. that? And and then as soon as you mention, oh, it's my friend, it's like, oh. Yeah. There's all the, all the, it goes all down. Out the window, bro. Right. Out the window. I don't know why it's like that, because I'm really big on like local stuff, because I live here a while. Right, you should be. If you're a musician, and you want to get somewhere, mm. the first place you got to go yeah. is where you're at. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, I've, man, there's so many, um, I've been to so many, like, open mics and showcases, and I've met so many people, man. And like, and it's crazy, because there's more rappers than you think around here, because I've met so many different, like, groups of people i've met like people like it's hard to explain there's probably so many artists that like you've interviewed they don't even know the other ones that exist in the city you know and it's, right oh i'm sure and, and it's almost like a high school there's like different like groups of, there's like cliques of artists for sure like really like there's cliques and there's several different cliques of several different age groups and i've mm. met so many of them and i have connections with a lot of them and a lot of them i don't have connections with but I'm still fans of them, you know, and um, I still listen to their music. I come to their events when I can, so yeah, bro. There's a lot of I got a lot of love for it, honestly. You talked a lot about collaboration. Yeah. Is that how you have collaborated? What What advice do you give to those who want to collaborate with people? Yeah, it's so funny because like, even though I said I almost never collab with people, and it's not like out of like a negative thing. I just I don't I just don't be getting around to it. Mm. Even some of my closest friends, like you might like you like oh you have songs with them. But in reality, there's way more songs we haven't done than we did. And right. like, yo, you should do this with me. Like Duke, for instance. Like Duke's always like, yo, when are we going to do another song? And it's not like I don't want to do a song with him. I think I'm just big on like marketing sometimes or, excuse me, like the promotion aspect of it all. And I'd be telling him, like, yo, we can do a song. Like, it's not that. It's just I'd be wanting to push him to meet new people sometimes because he's just going to keep leaning on me. And, I, and I'm not trying to put it like a negative light. I'm just using my example of him. Like, he'll lean, like, a lot of people do that. They lean on what they know. What they're oh, yeah. With. You know, it's easy. They to like the comfort zone. Yeah, so it's like, yo, we can do a record, bro. But it's like, reach out to so-and-so. And, like, you know so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? So just be like, hey, like, just send him a, do you like this? You like, And, it, and it, it could be something that I haven't given you. And that's what I be trying to tell them. It's not about me being like selfish or I don't. Because behind the scenes, they be like, yo, you don't like me, bro? What's up? And I'm like, nah, it's not that. It's just, I be wanting you to meet new people. I be wanting you to branch out. Like, it's so important that you do that because that's part of your career. You have to right. reach new heights. The best way to make it in the music career is by knowing and meeting other people. For sure. For sure. You know? And um, I be, I be trying to say I'm tapped in, which sometimes I am. But like, I know there's a whole world, even in my city, that I'm not tapped that I want to be tapped into. So it, I just started meeting artists from a year ago that I started listening to, and now I'm just now, like, you know what I mean, really shaking hands with them, and they're like, oh, right. genius, bro. And it's like, bro, I've been I've been listening to you for a year or two, bro, and you, they just now knew who I am. So it's like that. It's, it's important to bridge those gaps. And I'm not, like, I'm not antisocial at all. Like, I'm I'm chill, but I'm not, like, I'm, I'm going to say what up to everybody and handshake everybody and follow whoever and, and, and I'm quick to hop in the DMs and tell you I think you're dope, bro, and like that's just how I move, to be honest with you. Well no, that's how you should move, especially if you wanna get somewhere. It granted it's not brown nosing by any means. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, people look at it like that. People do look at it like that, but it's not. It's saying, Hey listen, none that you're you're a bro from Harrisburg. I appreciate what you do. Cause it, it matters to people. 
People want to know that they're doing good things. Yeah. And and they're gonna and guess who they who's gonna pop up first in their mind whenever yeah, they want to yeah. do a collaboration. It's gonna yeah. be you. And it's and that's and that's okay to be cool with somebody like that and to actually make sure you actually mean it, first off. Yeah. But be cool with people like that. That's how you meet really cool people. That's how you get into really cool opportunities. That's how you get into different circles. The yeah. best way to make it in the music industry is not to be cutthroat, but to be open, open armed. Mm-hmm. For sure, I, I can see that open armed. I like that. I feel like I'm open armed, open handed, whatever. Like yeah. you know, like I'm very I extend. <clears throat> if you if you know anybody close to me, they'll tell you, bro. I'll give them like anything I got to help them platform themselves. Cause that's how I move. So it's just like, especially like, if, especially like my real close friends who who, who are in. Cause I feel like I was. Um, not responsible, but I felt I played a big part in a lot of my close friends getting into what we do mm. because I was one of the first ones who did it, and I was the one who had the studio, and then I was like, I started doing the shows, and they're like, all right, well, you know, if you can do it, or, you know what I mean? And then yeah. they told me that, you know, and, and and I supported it, and I supported it 100%. And so now I see them branching off on their own and doing their own cool stuff sometimes and, like, putting me on game, which is cool, you know? And um, But I always tell them, like, no matter what the situation is, like, just... If you involve me, I'll help you, you know, if you want me to help, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's just given any resource I got. And sometimes the resource is very small. I might not have a lot to offer, but I'll offer it. Sometimes it's even a car ride. Literally. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Goes a long way. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. It definitely does. You mentioned, um, I lost my train of thought. You mentioned uh, earlier, you mentioned your uh, parents' expectations. Uh, yeah. trying to live up to them or trying to I was like a real real smart kid like he was like he's going places you know what I'm saying like I was um you know a student type kid and then I wanted to be a rapper and it's just like oh okay whatever and then like they didn't really know how that was gonna really just veer off everything I was doing and like by the time I got to high school bro I was CD average you know and I was just barely scraping by cause I was just really into the music thing and um, mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to focus on being like, oh, what college I'm going to go to when I really didn't care. Because I knew I was just trying to make music. And like, so it didn't, like, I don't know. I completely, I think that's where genius comes from secretly. Like, I feel like I was just genius. You know what I mean? Like, I was this smart kid that they just really just looked at as like, my family looked at as like the golden child. And I just wasn't that, you know. Like, they thought I was, but I wasn't that. I was just like, nah, like, this is this is me. And um, it's weird because I feel like I owe them something sometimes. Like, I owe them. To, to to really hit that goal, you know, so so they can kind of get the benefits that maybe they felt they were always going to get, and that's just a chip on my shoulder that I I choose to carry, and I don't have to carry, but yeah. uh, that's understandable. You want to take care of your parents, your, your family, your parents, right? Yeah, your family, family right? In, in general. So yeah, yeah, it is something I think about. Here's the question that I wanted to ask. You talk about promoting a lot. Mm. What's your way of promoting? How do you do it? <laughs> I just be making stuff up as I go. Yeah, bro. I don't know how to explain. Like I, I just we just started going over ads with with the homie just dropping album. We I was playing ads to him. Um, I saw I put it like this like maybe like two three years ago I had like three hundred followers on Instagram, which is n- not a lot. You know what I mean? The grand scheme, obviously. Right. And um, I was like, I right, you know what? I'm gonna start doing a song. When I do my songs, I'm gonna start posting like the audio clip, like the snippets of it. And then I'm, uh, um, 
then I'm gonna start doing advertisements on Instagram or Facebook and start advertising my singles. And I only had so much money, unfortunately, to really advertise these singles. But when I did that, I can tell you in like in like two years, it went from three hundred to like eleven hundred. And like that's not the biggest jump, but you understand I was on three hundred for like three years. Like right. I did not move. I, I couldn't get any new listeners at all. So it did work at a certain I might have plateaued. Excuse me, due to my own negligence, honestly, but I I grew. And I was like, Okay, there's ways to do this. And I always tell people there's a lot of like there's a lot of my and this is all opinionated, but there's a lot of viewership in the internet. You know, a lot of times my friends want to put a lot of money together and do shows and stuff. And I'm not against shows at all. But, like, I feel like if you're, like, a small artist and you're really trying to really, quote-unquote, make it big or whatever, I feel like you can invest a lot of time in the internet more than, like, actual live performances because a billion people are sitting on the internet right now. Right. For free. You know, know, instead of going out and getting dressed and going to the car to watch your show and, like, 12 people show up. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I've been there. So it's like, bro, really just... Spend your time trying to create content online and spread it online everywhere and every way you can go. And I think that's going to, like, often attract more people. And don't get me wrong, like, I've I've made fans and, like, listeners live. I have. But I always tell people, like, the regular guy, like, a friend of mine who doesn't do music, like, just a regular person or something. I'm like, bro, you've been to a bunch of my shows, and I've done, like, open mics, and I've done, like, showcases, so there's 15 other artists there or whatever. How many times have you actually listened to their music when you went home? And they're like, never. You know, they've never... Even they enjoyed it, they're like, I've never done that, you know? When they're like, hey, follow me, they never do it, you know? Like, they just, they're not bad people, they just never did it, you know? It's, it's a hard ask. Is it, have, have it can someone, be. It's a hard ask, yeah. You can say, come out to my show, that's easy. Yeah, you know. Uh, Listen to my music. Bro, and like, or you could just, you know, be the guy who had the cool music video that they came across, and they're like, oh, this is cool. And they just follow you, and they're fans ever since, bro. And it's so much easier, obviously. Yeah. If, I, if it took me to be... If I had to be someone's fan, and it took me to actually come into their show somewhere random just to be their fan, it would never work. But because I'm just on my phone, and I can just follow you and, like, watch your whole life every day, bro, it's just the easiest thing in the world. Of course I'm your fan. But then the question is, how do you make money doing that? Because from what I've heard, it's sent on the, it's being paid pennies. There's a lot right. of money. Okay, so then you can almost slip it. There's a lot more money to be made in live. Yeah. You know what I mean, for sure. But that's because you already gained a crowd. Mm. If I throw a show right now, and and five people show up. It's like, you know, I didn't really. Make, I didn't. I probably. I didn't even probably break even. Really gas money. Yeah. To where if I already have an online following, and then even just five hundred people show up, and I'm charging ten dollars a ticket. That's five thousand. Yeah, way more money. You know what I'm saying? So now let's let's ten. Let's let's put that on ten, and we do a small tour, mm. and ten shows with five hundred people. Tickets. You know what I'm saying? Like the money just multiplies, but that's because you have fans in different areas, and you can check your uh, <clears throat> like Graphics. you can yeah, yeah. For, for like I'm obviously I'm the biggest in like Pennsylvania, so it's like Harrisburg and Philly. I have some people in like Pittsburgh. I even have some fans in like Memphis and like New York too. But like, cool. but I'm the biggest in where I'm from, you right? Because I haven't really reached out those scales yet. But once you do that, because you're online and your music is reached everywhere, then you can physically travel and make that money back. And, it, and there's a lot of money in that. And I mean, it is pennies online too. But there is, money, <laughs> but there's money to be made through that too. You know, you can um, streaming is still money. You know, album sales are still money. Merch sales are still money. Um, brand deals are still money. How many times have you just been on a, a YouTube video 
or just any type of video and a dude like has a bang energy drink like you know what i'm saying like they just be giving out brand deals you yep. know and it's like there's money in that you know and so the internet is one of your best friends man uh, there's a guy um what's his name Feev. Feev. he's like a music manager from pa from like harrisburg or whatever and i remember he he wrote something on twitter and he was like you know you don't really have to be he was basically shutting down the notion that you don't have to you know how they say like you got to start local you get big. He was like, you all you did no take over your city. He's like, you don't have to do that, bro. You never have to do that. And he was right. And I think that's the notion we picked up thirty years ago because thirty years ago you had to do you that. Had to do that, yep. To where I can never be a fame. I can never be like I don't have to be the big Harrisburg rapper to make it somewhere else because honestly I just don't. Mm-hmm. Because the internet somewhere else can pick me up. You know I can be a big rapper overseas. That it's just how that works. You know and and so. Yes, like I, I'm big. There's a lot of money in in physicality, but to get to that bag, you know, and to, to you have to first maintain an audience, and to, and to get to that audience, I do believe it's going to be through online. You know, it's the easiest. You know, you run a, a podcast for Pete's sake, you know, and yeah, I, right, of course. And I mean, you do a radio show, but you run a podcast, you know, for online. You know, you have seven links. To get you to YouTube, Spotify, Apple Pie. Like, I've seen your whole show. You know what I'm saying? You even run a Facebook Live ad. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's you're, you're literally trying to hit every market on your podcast because it's online. Instead of, like, doing it a live. Doing like, a live tonight. Yeah, show. and then yeah. inviting people to the crowd or something weird. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> just, it's you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. That's, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's how I feel at least. So... You've done music videos. You've done all that stuff. How did you? Uh, here's a question. You have a, a lot of music videos on on your YouTube channel, mm. Genius. What was it like to uh, storyboard those, get those together, put them put them together? What was what was that process like? Um, it was interesting because it depends on who I'm working with and like how we figure it out. Usually, I just have like a song, and then I have locations, and I try to fit everything in between. And then, like, the director, the videographer. Because it's, it's not, like, a lot of times you can either have, like, you have somebody shoot your video, bro. It can be either way. They can really be a director or they can just be a camera guy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to have vision. And I trust myself to, like, always. I usually don't come to the table empty-handed. Like, I yeah, I have, like, my money up front. But then it's, like, I also have, again, like, locations, what I want to wear, work, like, where what time like I have I have thoughts of what it's gonna look like and what's the theme and what's the take home and like I usually come into those things with that and I mean I do have a decent amount of videos I have videos on like an older channel I don't use anymore so but I and it's like I want to shoot way more videos too like I'm really big on videos because I think that's like a big uh, attention grabber. Well, it is. Have you seen TikTok? <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. My homie over he Nas always tells me I should get on TikTok and I just I don't know I just. The only reason why I'm on TikTok is because of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Like you said, bro, it's eyes are on what we can see. I mean, we love what we can hear too, but it's you know we see we see we see here. stuff. Yeah, and and then so it's like I'm big on that. Like I'm big on visuals. I'm big on that kind of thing. It it helps bring attention in, and um, attention is like I said, what's necessary to build an audience. Yeah. So, what do you think is next for you? What what is you have uh you have another you have another project coming out soon. I won't send a warm time. I'm so sorry. What's what's next for you? Are you writing a new album or? Uh, I'm just doing like I'm back in the studio right now, and I'm just kind of like dropping songs with videos. So like, we're in like September. <clears throat> definitely, 
And I know I took a little sabbatical and I always do this. I'm like, nah, I'm going to be right back. But it's like, nah, for real. Like, definitely October, I'm feeling. You're going to see some new genius, bro. Because I, I like to capitalize everything I do. Like, mm. if I do something, I want to come out swinging it. Then I want to have something lined up right next to it. Like, I'm, I'm planning out September, but I'm already planning out October as well. You know, you want to have every... I like thinking that way. The way how it takes to even music to drop nowadays, you have to almost plan a month ahead. You, you really do. Yeah. So it's like, not only do I have to plan ahead for the single, but then I have to plan ahead for the video. I had to plan ahead on how I'm going to push the video and blah, 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 and different events I want to do by November, by December. You know what I mean? So it's just like I have, I have three new songs out and I can perform them at this event that I'm, I was pre-planning to be in and, and that kind of thing, you know? Like I just got invited to do a show. What's today? Sunday? I was invited to do a show yesterday at a showcase. And the only reason I didn't do it was just like I was kind of, I was kind of stressed for time because... I like, like I said, I wanted to plan things out more. Mm-hmm. I just got off doing another show, and I feel like I didn't really, I wasn't able to regain any new attention from it. Like I did, but like, I don't have any new music out. I don't have any, you know. So just being a part of this big showcase just didn't feel like something I needed to do. That like right then and there, you know what I mean? Like it just. I'll, I'll I'll double down on that. Uh, planning is the most important thing you can do as a musician. Yeah, bro. Uh, even as like content creator as well, if you're trying to create content, you have to plan ahead, and that's the worst things that I'm I'm bad at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> planning is something is, is is so important because if you plan it, it's gonna go way smoother than if you don't plan it, and you show up on the day and go, uh, I think we'll do this. Yeah, yeah. I hate doing that. I I try to be like ahead of the game every day. I don't know if I am, but like I really try to be ahead of the game every day and try to plan ahead. And trying is more than not trying, right? Yeah, I mean, I try. I'm, I'm a trier to the day I die, bro. I, I don't give up. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think that's just my whole stick is I don't really give up. I feel like I wasn't always like chosen mm. to be what I wanted to be or whatever to be that guy. I don't like. It's hard to explain. Like, I feel like some people do feel that that like they can see that person. You know, they're like, "Yo, that's him. Like, that's the guy who's gonna do this." And you're not. And I'm like, no. Scratch that. I am that guy. And everybody can tell me, like, nah, bro, you're not. But I don't care. Cause I know I am. And I'm going to keep. It's the underdog theory. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I keep doing it, bro. And I'm, I've always been like that. And it was never to, like, because I didn't care about their approval. It was never to be like, oh, you know, you did have it. Because it's like, I know I did. I don't even need you to tell me that. Like, they might not have looked at it at first, like, like it at first. But, like, I knew it was me. And you're gonna tell me no, and that's fine. That's that's super fine. But I'm gonna keep going, you know, every so time. You talk about parent expectations. Mm-hmm. My parents. Yeah. <laughs> if they if if you had told my parents that I'd be doing this and <laughs> doing it to the caliber that I'm doing it, or meaning to be, be mm-hmm. uh, granted, I can't. I still can't talk forth anything. So good, bro. But uh, if I was if meeting the people of caliber. <laughs> <laughs> If I was meeting the people that I'm meeting, they would be like, "Ain't no way in the world," because you know, bad bad organization, yeah, horrible speaking skills, introvert is all heck, yeah. But you had, but it. here I am, because you had it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I had it the whole time. Even if they they didn't, you know what I mean. You might not even, you might have doubted yourself mm-hmm. a couple times too, but you had it the whole time, bro. And that's and that's something. If you know you have it, yeah, that's all that matters, bro. When you know you got it, nobody can tell you nothing. Like and I like. It don't matter, bro. Like, you can, 
there, there, you know them stories about like, oh man, I don't want to mess this up, but like, there's just you ever just see like a story about someone who's just like they want to uh, like all the odds are stacked against them, like I mean physically, mental, anything, and they just succeed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. and it happens so often, like because it, it, they just had it, bro. <laughs> like I, I just think that's so like. I, I know I'm, like, losing words, but it it, it is one of the most surreal things for me. You know, like, you can never, like, we, like, we're, okay, planes are a thing, right? I know that mm-hmm. sounds funny, but, like, we, we fly planes. People get in planes every day. It's like, literally, it's like calling an Uber, right? Like, people just, there was a point in time where flying wasn't a thing for humans, you know? And, I, and I've and said the story before. Yeah, like, and, and they were like, nah, like, we, we gonna make a plane. And it's like, we gonna make a flying machine. And it's like, bro, that, you know how fuck. I'm sorry, you know how stupid that sounds. Like, you know what I mean? like you know how stupid that really sounds. And then they learned how to do it, bro. And they and they made a plan. And then it's like, and now people just fly every day. And it's like they believed in it. They had it. They had something that even technically didn't even exist yet, you know? And they did it. You wanna know one of the most mind blowing facts when it comes to flying? Please. It was within sixty years of figuring out how to fly, we went yeah. to the moon. Yeah, crazy, right? So crazy. When, yeah. Because once that um, ceiling was lifted, you know what I mean? They were like, well, if we can do this, we can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and it's literally, bro, you can't, you have it, bro. And, and it's like, so when they had it, the next person was like, okay, well, now we're going to do this. So what do you think they can do next in the next 60 years, bro? It's, it's ridiculous. There is no ceiling. Yeah, right. That's, and that's the thing. People always want to say, oh, I just want to get here. Why not go further? Yeah. Why not push yourself? Yeah, for I, sure. I'm bringing it back to another conversation. You you kind of have to push yourself if you want to get anywhere. Because if you're not pushing yourself, you're moving nowhere. I feel, I feel you, bro. I think it's um, cause I even like like I said, I I hit like a roof sometimes. My God, this is it. But it's like nah, like just just so much more I could be doing. And this is crazy because now I feel like re-inspired. Like even tonight, it's like all right, whatever I was gonna do tonight, I'm gonna do it plus ten more ten things. Because you know yeah. now I'm really on ten, and it's just like because I can. We have another one of your songs. Hey, bro. I'm I'm always down for one of my songs. We got Lemonade. Yeah, Lemonade is tight. <laughs> Lemonade, like, it's, it's a fun song. Tell me about it. Uh, I think the literal inspiration was, like, I always thought somebody should do a music video where they're, like, at, at a Lemonade stand. I don't think I've seen it before, so then I just made my own song to do it, and then I didn't do the video, but I just made the song. <laughs> and, <that's, laughs> and I did half of it, and that's, I'm like Dr. Calamitous from, like, Jimmy Neutron. I just don't finish stuff sometimes, but... I did. I did enough. The throwback. Yeah. <laughs> so this is about a lemonade stand, or it was that was the inspiration. Like mm. I was just like I, you know, lemonade stand song. Life gives you lemons. You know, make lemonade or whatever they used to tell me, and then I just made a song about it because I thought I was cool, and that was that. You know, and I mean, I still like the song. It's a fun song. I said this is lemonade by genius. <laughs> Stress.
Stretch that gal out, it's like it's nothing. Learn from over time, we was ballin' on a budget. No rolly on my wrist, but don't think I'm doing nothing. Cause the rolly on my dick, because I know my time is coming. Won't tell you my whole life story, fuck it, I'ma summon. She said, Gian's play this song for me, promise I'm a humming. Been dreaming, I'm in London, doing shows and getting hundreds. Looking at all of my niggas, looking happy, getting blunted. That's the type of thing I think about. Remember, kick that out my mama house. And my uncle's living down and out. Always bad at math, but never was I counted out. Map quest wasn't working, but somehow I found a route. Dream big, even when I'm dreaming on the couch. I told my niggas I'ma make it, and that's what I vouch. Naomi 17, that's the team, get it now. If y'all don't get it now, then let me break it down. Life gave me lemon, so I made some lemonade. Stressing for a blessing, I done seen some better days. Writing down my lessons, hope that shit can give me pay. Cause I'd rather live my way than be living in your maze. Lemonade, lemonade, I done made some lemonade, lemonade. Some lemonade, lemonade. I done made some lemonade, 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 lemonade. I done so offended <laughs> it doesn't like lemonade this is weird right if you don't like lemonade you're there's like different you. places you can get lemonade and like it like you know what i mean like you don't have to get the that's a weird topic but yeah it's, <laughs> yeah so what did you got coming up you got any shows coming up i got like music coming up you got mu- music coming i want to say october and i'm, I'm gonna stick to october and then if y'all call me out and i lie i lie but i'm, I'm saying october i got music coming out and uh videos that kind of thing like i I'm, I'm really big on like like i said i want like everything to be concise and i want everything to come out like i want to be prepared for everything and mm. i like to have stuff back to back i think my big issue is 
when I just release something and I don't have it how I want it, it's like I can't do the back to back how I wanted to do it because I want it like, and I be having the songs but not in my, you know, my, my all my, I don't know what the, what the metaphor word is, but all my pieces aren't in order, you know. Mm. And I my ducks aren't in a row. Yeah, some Duke would say. Do, yeah, yeah I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> He's so weird, bro. I we, we were like at a bar one time, you know, because he, he had the rubber duck thing, and yeah. like. I didn't even know he had him on, and we were at a bar, and I like so imagine <laughs> he like just pulled us out of, out of yeah. nowhere. So like think of the table like this, and I, I look left and I turn right, and he has like eight of them, and he's just like putting them in order, you know, like like an army, you know, of like rubber ducks, mm-hmm. and he's taking a picture, and I'm looking at him, I'm like, yo, like we already friends, so I can't like <laughs> not be your friend, but just know this is different, bro. Just know <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of this, but we're already here. You know what I mean? And if Duke's watching, I still got my blue jaguar duck. He's so crazy. Bro. I still got it. He's 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 interesting. Bro. I think I've seen him spend like how much money? Like twenty to forty dollars at the. It's like a claw machine. It's like a, oh a my bar. God. Getting just, ducks, bro. Just I think it was his birthday or something too. So I was inclined to like just you know what I mean. Yeah, right, just right, be there. Yeah. I think it was his birthday, <laughs> and I mean he just like it was ones at a strip club, you know. And then he's everybody's looking at him at the bar, and he's just handing them out, and he's just like. You know what I mean? Just like that's cool, man. It's, it's, it's his thing, bro. It's fun. I remember uh, his show. The show he had on Lancaster was it Take Ten? Yeah. Um, and he he I was I got there way earlier than than most people because I would yeah, be yeah. like that. Um, and I I was sit there watching. I was like, he's those are a lot of ducks. Yeah, <laughs> this is a small piece of his collection, bro. He's yeah, a I, maniac. I, but I love it though. I I used to be. I t- I told him uh, I used to be a rubber duck fanatic as well oh, as a kid. Now it all makes sense. So, <laughs> so I, I was like, this is bringing back memories that's, from when I was a kid. That's so funny. Is it, it all full circle for you? Yeah, it's like oh, someone else has that same healthy obsession of ducks. <laughs> healthy, yeah. That's the word we want to use it. Eh? Healthy obsession, yeah. I don't even. That's so funny. Um, I like that he has a niche though, so we just keep it going. Like if it, it's his thing, you know. So yeah, just, and honestly, it's his brand. Yeah, that's why I'd rather him have something than not. Yeah, right. Even if it's if you see a rubber duck, you're gonna think of Duke. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's just like I. Yeah, like I said, bro. I'd rather bro have a niche or a brand or something memorable than not because we can be like oh that's his thing you know right yeah and and i bet you if anybody knows him or is friends with him every time they see a, a duck or a rubber duck they're gonna be like yeah they're gonna think of duke we roll our eyes but yeah but we, it, right but you, you but think, we think it, yeah you think of duke yeah bro and that's and that's that's power right yeah there. it is you that's know, influence for sure it is influence he has that you don't know he has it i don't think but he has it he's got it for sure man speaking about um influence Mm-hmm. We've already had that question. Never mind. Oh, okay. Gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say, who's your biggest influence? I was like, I probably would have answered it completely different. I already forgot how I answered it the first time, so it's just like that. I'm, I'm, I'm real like spared the moment. Like, ah. I, I forgot everything. I don't even remember anything we talked about, bro. To be honest with you, I forgot everything. I'm completely. <laughs> now they said like when a goldfish goes in a circle, it feels like it's first time going in a circle. I don't really believe that, but that's how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't forgot everything we talked about, and I, and I hope. I had a good interview. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like this, yeah, great. I'm enjoying myself. Awesome, bro. I got some uh, final questions for you. Okay, uh, bet. As we wrap things up, the questions I like to ask everybody: What is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever been given? 
This is gonna be real cliche, bro. I feel like nobody ever gave me good advice a day in my life. Mm. I mean, probably not true, but that's not the time I'm gonna take it. Well, There's nothing. If you can't remember it, then when I was a kid, I remember mean? I was in a talent show, high school. Eleventh grade. Yeah, eleventh grade talent show, and uh, I did like a cipher with my friends, and I was telling my mother about it, and I said, and I tell her, and I was like, um. When I was describing the experience, you know, I was like, oh, but the other kids won or whatever. They won first place. But she was like, oh, there was like a first place. Like, she didn't know that, you know. And um, she's like, what did you place? And I was like, well, I, I didn't. She was like, you didn't get like third place at least? I was like, nah. And like, went completely left. And she was just really mad at me. Like, really just. And I was just like, I thought it was like, really, literally, I, th- I said something like, I thought it was about like, having fun and not like winning. She was like, no, it's about winning. <laughs> and wow, like, real rap, bro. This is a real story, and I, and I think when I heard that, I was just kind of like, you know, bro. I, I really realized how like you have to believe in yourself, bro. And I really mean this. Like I'm right, and I know that sounds like you know, but I really I'm right, bro. I can't let nobody tell me anything different because I know that woman was wrong. You know what I mean? That's my mother, but I don't I don't care who it is, bro. I know she was wrong. Like that was that was horrible advice, and I believe in me every right. time. And, and and so when I so for your question, bro, it's just like any advice I tell myself is great advice, bro, because I can never leave myself wrong, because I'm I'm always in a room full of no's, and um I'm in a no business, you know, as a person who makes music, you're in a no business, bro. As a person who runs a podcast, you're in a no business. I I guarantee you, when you told someone you're your best friend in the world, I'm about to start a podcast, they said something like, everybody has a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. and everybody's their mother. Yeah, bro, and um, and look at you doing your podcast. I mean, he's not, you know, and that's not like you no, know, but like real rap, bro. You, like, I'm doing something. You're yeah. not. Why are you gonna rag on me yeah. for doing something I want to do? You're in a no business, bro, and it's yeah. like my my thing is I have to to believe in myself and say yes every time, and that's what I do. I believe in myself and I rap for myself. So the best advice I ever gotten was anything I tell myself because I know I know myself better than anyone. It doesn't matter what anyone says, bro. Like, mother, father. I'm really big on that. Like, best oh, friend, girlfriend. Right. I don't care. It's it's me. If I want to do it, I'm doing it. That's what I said. You can't seek appreciation or appraisal from anybody else. Or you can't rely on that appraisal. You have to be confident with yourself first. For sure, bro. So, yeah, bro. That I hope that answers your question. No, it, I mean, that's great advice because what your mother said is... At, Nah, it was wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was wrong. I tell yeah. her that right now. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, winning, there's a part of winning, but it's not the whole goal. It's not yeah. the the journey is what makes it mm. fun. Yeah. Right. You can you're gonna fail a million times. You're gonna have you're gonna have fun doing it too. Yeah, bro. And you're gonna get better every single time you fail. For sure, you grow. You grow. You're gonna learn. You uh, you like a uh, Dragon Ball Z. I never really got into that. I'm sorry. I want to take the headphones off. Nah, I'm joking. But uh, this is a thing with Dragon Ball Z. When, like, the Saiyans, that's, like, the... Yeah, the yeah, Super Saiyan, yeah. Race. It's something, like, every time they lose, they get stronger or something like that. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's, like, makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Like, you, if you... Once you lose, you really realize what you did wrong. You're like, all right, well, don't do that again, and I should be all right. And it's just... You Dragon know. Ball Z is just the uh, a long version of the Kelly Clarkson song. What makes you... What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> Yo, I feel like I should, like, there's, like, a, a thesis somewhere. There's a thesis <laughs> somewhere there. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in some some dude's college report in Arkansas. So, speaking about, 
uh, lessons and stuff like that. What's one of the most memorable lessons you've ever learned, for better or for worse? Memorable lessons I've ever learned. Um, no, there's a lot of those, bro. Um, cause a big part of me is almost gone trying to go back to the original thing and just be like, listen to yourself, cause like that's one of my biggest things. Like, so, but um. Damn, I'm just going to double down on that. <laughs> I don't know. Double it's down just, on it then. It's just believe in yourself, bro. Listen to yourself. Like, don't don't let people tell you. Like, if you know it's true, don't let people tell you it's different. Oh, yeah, and and that's an, that's another thing that people don't do enough of is listen to themselves. Listen to themselves performing. Record yourself performing. Look back at it. Yeah. Watch it. Judge it for yourself. Yeah. Everybody and their mother is going to tell you that you did great because they're your friends. Yeah. You are like. You know how people like just like the flat earthers and all that? Like, people believe like earth's flat. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying I'm like, because I'm not one of those people. But like, like I would tell them, like, no, bro, the earth's round. But just imagine they proved this wrong one day. Like, how stupid we would feel. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I would be so on their side. I'm like, nah, bro, he believed in himself. Like, he figured it out. Like, he really had it. Like, yeah, I just, I would be so it. on their side if they proved it that, it that it was flat. I'd be so, I'd be shocked, obviously, but I just. Right. He'd be like, nah, that's crazy, but. Damn. Hey, bro, you knew it. You know what I mean? You really do be flat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you really do be flat, bro. Nah, believe in yourself. You're right. Believe in yourself. That's all I can really preach, man. I don't really got nothing else to preach at the time. But I feel like it applies to everything and almost anything you do. If you could tell your future self one thing, what would it be? My future self? My bugging is I usually apply to the past self. It is usually applied to the past self. But I want to tell my future self something. You know how they be like, don't like, don't go Hollywood. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, bro, go Hollywood, bro. Like, go, just, go. just go the most Hollywood you can. I want to be like, like when they be like, don't forget me when you blow up. I'll be like, bro, who are you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I be feeling, bro. Just go dumb Hollywood on them, bro. Don't, don't. That's how I'm coming. That's. I know that sounds funny, but like, hey, bro, it is what it is, bro. Go super Hollywood. Don't, don't, don't let them tell. Oh, don't forget where you came from. Forget it all, bro. <laughs> you, you there now, bro. Just forget it. No, I, there's a certain, there's a certain part of that too. There, there's, you know, and I'm joking partially, right? Of course. But, <laughs> but uh, there, there's, there's two, co- there's two sides to that coin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't, for you can't forget your roots because if course. you get your roots, you, you're, you don't become yourself anymore. But yeah. once you go Hollywood, once you go big. There's no coming back from that either. Yeah. I, I think what I'm really trying to say, all jokes aside, is like, I think anytime you want to do something, they kind of like, oh, you, like, especially in the black community, bro, you hear that a lot, like, oh, you forgot what you came from, bro. Anytime somebody has any, like, minimal thing of success, they want to, like, bring you back down. And it's like, you don't have to look at it in such black and white terms sometimes, like, like physically or metaphorically, I guess. Like, it, it's like... If you're successful, be successful. Be happy you're successful. And I want other people to be successful. And don't feel bad that you're successful. That's really what I really mean. Like, it's... Why would I... Because survivor's guilt's a thing, you know? Oh, it is. And and you you feel bad when... When you make it, but your friends don't, or... I mean, even in the... Bro, I feel bad when I'm, like, buying a sandwich and I see a homeless person. Like, I feel awful. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just like... You know what I mean, bro? It's, It's... it's weird, because we're, we're like, living two different worlds, bro, but mm-hmm. it's like, and I'm still trying to get to the next level, and he's probably trying to get to where I'm, you know what I mean, it's just like, so yeah, be grateful, but 
you know, I, I just feel like nothing's wrong with reveling in your success. You know, you worked hard for it. Excuse me. And I feel like people kind of use the Hollywood thing to kind of, like, talk down on, like, you you committing or you creating, you know, and that's just not where I'm at. No, and besides, you got to use what you, your resources to make more things, right? Of course. You, it's it's something you have to do. And when you get bigger, you got to do bigger stuff. When you get, and you, it makes you more big. Yeah. It's it's a machine that has to feed itself. Yeah, for sure. You can't back down from that. If you back down, someone else is in your spot immediately. It's a, it's a dog. What is it? What's the phrase? Doggy dog world or whatever it is. I don't know how to say it. Right, I, yeah. That it, thing that they should be saying. That, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you don't eat, you're going to get eaten. Yeah, that, that sounds, yeah, that sounds <laughs> right. Let's go with that one. <laughs> Hashtag, if you don't eat, you're going to be eaten. Y'all have hashtags on the show. We're going to put that in that episode. We'll put hashtags on the show. I don't know. I don't know how your show works. I don't know. Sometimes you I don't know, know how your show works. works. <laughs> so, what's one of the best or worst things that's ever happened to you on a show? Or maybe the funniest thing? Bro, I got horrible. It was crazy because I thought about bringing the story up. I was like, nah, but now I'm going to talk about it. Do it. Said it. It was my freshman year talent show. This one for sure, bro. I, this is so funny. Anybody who went to school with me is going to know what I'm saying. And there's anybody who didn't wasn't there. You're gonna learn now, but it's so funny. But um, I was like the school rapper, like out of like my class, my grade. Like I was like, oh, like he can rap, bro. Like that was like my thing. Like if if so and so was the the jock and this person right. was like the the you know the class clown, or whatever. I was like the rapper. That was my thing. So it was like freshman year talent show, and I was of course I was gonna go on a talent show. Of course I was gonna rap. You know, it was of course. And I got up there, bro, and I forgot every single lyric. <laughs> and I forgot every <laughs> single word. And I just bombed, bro. It was amazing. And, like, I'm looking at, like, I remember just specifically this one girl in the crowd, and I just kept looking at her. And she was just, like, she was there for me, bro. Like, she wanted me to get it out, but I just couldn't. And what it was was, like, I just forgot the lyrics. So when I tried to say something, I forgot it. And then I tried to freestyle it, but then it didn't come out. And it was, but I'm there for, like, a minute and a half. So it was just nothing but just me just dying oh, until the hook no. came back up. And it was awful. And I remember it, it was to the point where when I got off stage, I walked in front and like somebody threw something like a quarter at me, but I couldn't. It was a big crowd, so I couldn't tell who threw the quarter at me. So I get hit with a quarter, and I'm just like looking left and right, and I'm like, like who threw that, bro? I'm ready to go crazy, but I just I'm just looking left and right, and I'm just like it, it was just all bad, bro. And it was yeah, it was it was hilarious, you know. And I just all my friends laughed at me like it was real bad, bro. And um and even after that it was like I never once thought about like not doing it, you know? Like I just I still love it, you know, and I never um I looked at that experience because I feel like I literally did the worst thing you could ever do, which was forget your lyric, like worst thing you could ever do. And I did it. Like straight I think that was probably like my first time ever like performing, quote unquote. Was my high school talent show, fourteen, literally. And did the worst thing. Like, you know what I mean? Literally did the worst job. And it's like the worst time to ever do that ever. Freshman year, yeah, yeah, yeah. high school talent show. And I felt like because of that, anything else was cake. And I've never done that ever again. I've never forgot my lyrics, nothing like I just. I was gonna say, yeah. if you ever experience something like that, be damn sure it ever happened again, right? Bro, I just I don't know. It's like nowhere you can go from but up. I guess so it was like yeah, that happened to me, and it was just like one of the best. So it's kind of like the both questions answered. That's kind of the best thing that ever happened to me because I got it out the way. I am not afraid to do any like I haven't stage dived yet. Shout out to my boy Griff. If Griff is watching this, shout out to Griff. He just stage dived at the show yesterday and it was fire. And I didn't get to see it, but he sent me a video. Shout out Griff. But um like 
I don't think I'd be that afraid to try it because it's like I've already failed, bro. Like I've I've done the worst thing. Like you know what I'm saying? I, I just know where to go but up, and I love performing, and I've 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 made a craft out of it. And I've done it for years. Like I'm one of those artists who I've actually got it out the mud, and I've done a million shows since I was 14. You know what I'm saying? I've done so many performances, so it's like by the time I'm at that level where I want to be at, I'm gonna be way more seasoned. You know what I mean? Because I've done it at at a a, a loser, not a loser level, that's wild, but like a, a lower level for right. a long time. So now, when we did our, when we did the Little Sky show, just for reference, we, uh, like three weeks ago, it was your birthday. It's about, it sounds about right, Little Skies? Yeah, yeah. We, we did, yeah, like three or four years, years. Three, <laughs> let's say three weeks ago. <laughs> three weeks ago, we opened up for Little Skies at Harrisburg, bro, and um, it was the biggest crowd I've ever done, probably. And I didn't even think about it twice. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, and then my friend says something like, oh, you weren't nervous? I'm like, nah, bro. It's just, I, I, I want more people to be there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, didn't even think twice about it. Dude, more power to you. I'd be, I'd be nervous as all get out. Not nervous at all. Four weeks? All right, four weeks ago. Time flies, doesn't it? Yeah, man. It's already been an hour. Yeah, man. Where can people find you? Uh, You can find me in the studio. In the studio. Nah, that's don't come to my studio session. I've had some. I, I, I've seen <laughs> <laughs> people be wilding, bro. Oh man, um, find me on Instagram, Twitter, Genius G E N I U Z seven one seven. I'm the same on every platform. Genius seven one seven. You can find my music everywhere. Genius, uh, on Apple Music, whatever y'all be listening to, Spotify. I I don't know. I don't know how y'all listen to music, but I'm pretty sure I'm there. You know, but. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in all stores, however that goes. If you've enjoyed the show, please be sure to like, follow, subscribe, share with your friends. If you want to support us, you can look us up anywhere on all streaming platforms, anywhere anywhere you do your podcasts or any other things. You can just look up the story, Corey Rosen, C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N. Yeah. If you really want to support us, you can buy our merchandise. We got stickers and we got shirts and hoodies with the first 50 guests on the back. Those will be coming out in October. Make sure you get one now. With all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful first day. Got anything else to say? Uh, Damn. I feel like I should have been prepared for my last words. Uh, we want to shout out. I'm not doing shout outs. You're not doing shout outs? <laughs> I have too many people who be like, you didn't say me. So uh, shout right. out to myself. Uh, <laughs> shout out to that dude who, who hit me with that quarter in the ninth grade talent show. Whoever you were. And uh, have a great night, guys. See you guys later. Bye.